is in this place today. And if you're watching on the live stream right now, we just want to welcome you. Pray that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you wherever you are right now. But we're just going to continue in this in this atmosphere right now here. And I just want to encourage a few people here tonight that God wants to encourage you. First, I just want to encourage Kirsten and Luke that God is putting a mantle upon you of the spiritual. God is putting a, a, a like it's not a heavy weight, but it's like a, a cloak of his presence over your life so that you can do the ministry. And so he's going to put little little thoughts in your minds, little thoughts in your spirit, in your heart. And he just wants you to follow those things. So it'll start by what you're doing in places like tonight where you go and pray for people, you share those things faithfully. They may be, they may seem only small things, but they're big in your development. So God just wants to encourage Kirsten and Luke that his spirit is upon you and he's preparing you for greater things. So don't underestimate what God has in store. Take each step as it comes. I, I had a word for uh, Pastor Pauline and shared it with her, but I want to say in front of the whole church that goes right back to when you're a teenager and a, a youth leader um, you know, in other places and God would put a burden on your heart to see a move of God, to see the Holy Spirit touch young, young lives. And you may not have thought that you were seeing it happen back then. But God says that He doesn't forget the prayers of your youth. He doesn't forget the desires of your heart. And you will see a revival of a young generation. You will see the, the things that you desire to see will come into, into your life and you'll begin to see God doing things in a, in a new generation, in a youth generation, and that you'll just have a part to play in, in being there for them, discipling them, and uh, standing alongside new Christians in a, a, a very humble way, God says, I haven't forgotten those prayers of your youth. I have one for Amy. Amy, do you just want to come on down here while we have a sec? Amy Maloda. The Holy Spirit just placed on my heart, I, I just jotted it down here, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and that is God says, can some, some ladies just get around her right now? God says, I know the questions that you've been asking. I know the questions of your heart. And you might be thinking, but I, I, I can't find the answers to what I'm really looking for. I don't even know why. But God says, you'll find the answer in the Spirit. So you've been trying to find answers to various elements of life. But God says, you'll find them when you seek after me and go after the spiritual things. So right now, we're just going to pray over you and believe right now that God is going to do something of the supernatural in your life because you are here to fulfill a spiritual a spiritual assignment. You are here to fulfill the plans of God for your life. And every step along the way has been a journey of faith, a journey of development, and a journey of the Holy Ghost upon your life. And Jesus says that He's going to uh, answer the questions. You're just going to have to start saying, Jesus, I'm going to cry out to you. Lord, show me in your word what it is you want me to see and he's going to begin to speak into your heart speak into your life and begin to make things clear that have been unclear god says clarity amy's going to give you the ability to cut through the questions to see the answers from jesus one little bit at a time it'll be revealed so we just thank you for that today in jesus name 
in Jesus' name. Greg, so good to see God beginning to, to put boldness in your spirit. So Greg, just put your hands up, Greg, to the Lord. <clears throat> Maybe some of the men just get around him and, and just lay hands on him right now. Lord, we just pray for Greg today in the mighty name of Jesus and pray that he may step into a whole new level of boldness, a whole new level of faith, a whole new level of understanding your word. And Father, I pray you speak to him, you pour some deep things into his spirit. And Lord, I just pray that that, that you'll restore the years that, that the enemy has wasted in his life. You begin to restore everything the enemy tried to take from him. And Lord, I pray that Greg will say, I am blessed, I am, I am perfected, I am a child of God. And we just thank you for that today. In the incredible, mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, it's good to be here. Why don't you just um, take your seats. Thanks, music team done a great job again. Thanks, Ruth and Mark. <clears throat> Can we just um, have a special welcome to Kirsten? She's here as a, uh, she's here as a um, apprentice pastor. She's a pastor, but um, has come to our church for six weeks just to be with us and, and uh, develop her skills in a way. It's not to say that where she comes from doesn't do things well already. They do. It's just that it's a, a, a season of learning different things that's all so let's give let's give Kirsten another hand because she stepped into stepped into the keyboard today and um, we've had so many people this week I think this whole year since January we've been juggling ministry so every single week there's someone else out you know COVID here COVID there COVID everywhere uh, this week I, I thought it was just starting to get better and this week hit us hit our church like like a, a an avalanche and so we've got at least nine people in our church right now and, and a lot of our leaders are affected so out of our leadership team there's probably four of us that aren't touched by COVID tonight so that's an amazing can we just pray for the church today let's believe that uh, we're going to get through this season we've had to juggle we've had to change we've had to readjust but you know what I think God's just uh, putting within us the ability to move fast to have quick feet and so uh, let's just believe and pray right now for the church pray for all those who are sick and uh, so if you're watching on the live stream because you're affected by this, I'm believing that God will touch you and get you through and also that the word tonight will really impact your life. So Lord, we pray right now for One Heart Church. We pray for all those who are affected with sickness, those who are affected by COVID, those who just have other ailments and sicknesses. And we just pray right now for a breakthrough in the spiritual over this area. <clears throat> Lord, that we may shake off this... Uh, uh, this disease off our church. And Lord, we just pray that the things we've learned, the things that we've had to adapt and adjust every single week, I pray, Lord God, that they just teach us and train us to be more agile as a church as it comes to what we do and how we do it. So I just thank you for that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, pardon me. Well, just want to get into the Word tonight and uh, hopefully, you know, we really capture something of the supernatural as I as I speak today so before we go let's just let, raise your right hand or maybe put it on your heart even how's that something different put it on your heart and uh, say Lord Jesus just repeat after me Lord Jesus open my heart may I be awake speak to me and change my life 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I better just prophesy one more as I go. I'll just wait for the Lord to, to, to show me things. Mark and Ruth, God just wants you to know you're, you've got much greater upon you than what you ever could see today. And uh, uh, God wants you, wants you to realize that you've got to, um, got to be um, focusing upon what he sees. Don't go, well, this is just what I think. This is just what I know. Um, because God wants to pour into you a mantle that is greater than what you could ever imagine. Whatever you could ever think or imagine, whatever that scripture is, go home, look it up, put it on your, write it with lipstick on your mirror. So you don't forget it and begin to speak it over yourself and say, God, you want to do something greater than I could ever think or imagine for myself, whatever that may be. But God wants to encourage you tonight to focus upon that, that mantle you know, I don't want to make a big deal about leadership, but it is a mantle to lead others. And so start to start to think like that. Start to say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm leading, and so I want to be able to lead well. So let that, that's one that's like, like marinating steak. It's just got to soak around in your spirit for a while. Okay, let's preach. <clears throat> there is something special about uh, the dawn early mornings, uh, whether it's summer, winter, spring, or autumn, dawn has a feel that is just good. Now, there's some people who never, ever know that feeling. They've never, ever woken up early in their life. <clears throat> but I know that, that, that I love that dawn. I, I know one of the special times of the year, if you've ever done it, is uh, the Anzac dawn service. Uh, so you get out there. You, I, I, I do it with Al practically every year. And then we have breakfast, the gunfire breakfast. And uh, it's Al's birthday on Anzac Day, same day every year. It's his birthday, and so we go, we go down there, and and you, they they start this service, and as the service is going, the sun rises, and you start in the darkness, but as you're in that moment, the the the, the sky lights up, and the sun rises, and it's a, a, a an amazing dawn. So it's a great place to be. So Ecclesiastes eleven seven. It says this, light is sweet. How pleasant to see a new day dawning. Now, One Heart Church, this is our new dawn season. This, I believe these, the, this term that we're in, this season that we're in, is the, this, an awakened season in our lives is a new dawn of a, a new light shining into our church. So the Holy, the Holy Spirit is saying, awaken to things we never knew before. <clears throat> Be ready, it's a new dawn. Be ready, it's a new dawn. So the, 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 I think the people who are challenged the most with new things in God are those who are used to how it used to be. So when Jesus came bringing the promise of the Savior, the people who couldn't receive it were the ones who knew it the best, the, the ones who, who were, were the, 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 the religious leaders, uh, the, those who were priests of the time rejected Jesus, the Son of God, because they were so used to the way things used to be. And they, they so protected that, that, that style of worship that they nailed Jesus to the cross because they couldn't accept that he was who he said he was. One Heart Church, let's be ready. It's a new dawn. It's our awaken. So I want to give you uh, the, the, the um, 
the main scripture today is Genesis 28, verses 10 to 17. It's not on the screen, just the, the reference there. But um, it's Jacob's new dawn, Jacob's awakening. And I hope that there is something in what I say will land on your spirit, will get in your heart and, and spur something within you about what God wants to do in your life. So I'll read, I'll read this to you. Genesis 28, verse 10 to 17. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth to heaven, and he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. The ground where you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you as and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions to the west and the east, to the north and the south, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. This is a promise of Jesus Christ, the Savior is going to come through his family bloodline. goes on to verse 15. What's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land and I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised. It says, it starts with, as he slept, Jacob saw a vision of God's promises to him. It's a bit like that for us. God begins to speak out over us long before it happens. Long before we see the promise take place, as I spoke over Pastor Pauline today, long before we see the promise, God begins to speak over us. And I know that has happened over and over again in my own experience, in my life. It's in the dark, in the nighttime, the promise is revealed to us. In the dawn, the promise is fulfilled. And so I never want us to be a church that doesn't operate in the gift of prophecy, in the gift of the promises of God, that we, that we begin to see and understand that God speaks into our lives at one point, almost like when we can't see the way forward, when it seems to be just like nighttime, but God will give us some dream, God will give us a word, God will give us some indication of what He wants from our future. And we need to know how to hear that and take it as an awakening moment, as a, a new dawn. See, <clears throat> just the next slide. Time takes its time for God's purpose to be complete. We need to leave that up there a little bit. Time takes its time for God's purpose to be complete. And I want to tell you here today, you might be thinking, I'm waiting for a promise. I'm waiting for God to move in my life. I'm waiting for clarity. I'm waiting for a direction. I'm waiting for, for God's word to be fulfilled in my life. Maybe you're thinking, I, I don't really even know what God wants to do with me. Time takes its time for God's purpose to be complete. Be patient in the time. 
because this is our time. This is your time to be in the blessing of God. I want to tell you something. You're not here by accident. You're, you didn't just turn up here because you thought, well, I'll just come to Port Lincoln and, and I'll just be here and we'll just see what happens. I can tell you, you're here at the, at the, at the appointment of Jesus. Jesus has, has us here in One Heart Church for this season of our life to refine us, to define us, and to launch us into the future. It's a great time in your life right now. And you might think, well, I'm living in a dream. I'm living in the darkness. I want to tell you something today. Get ready for the dawn to shine into your future. So <clears throat> we'll move to Genesis 28, verses 16 to 22. We'll just keep the story going. Because it's what you do in the dawn of your awakened moment that is significant. So let's see what Jacob did. Verse 16 to 22. Then Jacob awoke. I love this. When, when I got this awakened thing, I didn't know how many times in the Bible that it actually is mentioned. It's, I'm just like, thank you, God. You're helping me out heaps. So it says here, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. I want to tell you something. Surely the Lord is in this place. And, and I want us to be a church that, that has those experiences with people where they say, surely God was here today. He spoke to me. And, and, and I love the times where God has spoken to me. And it happens a lot in church. It, it's happened to me in many places. But, but often I'll be in church. And you might see me on the front row. And I remember one, one of my youth leaders when I was a youth pastor used to say to me, he'd come to me up and say, oh, what were you laughing at in worship? And I'm thinking, oh, I didn't notice anyone noticed. I'd just start to giggle. But the, the, the Lord's just putting joy on me. And there's other times where I'm in the presence of God in the same kind of atmosphere, and I just start to cry, just start to weep, because the presence of God is, is getting on me. Where am I at? Anyway, he says, the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. And he says, but he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It's none other, none other than the house of God the very gateway to heaven. I want to just do another sub-point there. The house of God is the gateway to heaven for us. So this is our house of God. The, the church is the house of God. It is the gateway to heaven for us to enter into His presence. I know people, people want, to, want to belittle that these days and say, oh, we can do that anywhere. As, as some, someone once said, I can worship God in a phone booth. But you know something? We, we were designed to be the house of God together that brings us into the very presence of God. <clears throat> Where am I up to? Uh, the next morning, so he, he wakes up, still dark, says, how awesome is this place? It's none other than the house of God. The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He got up with the dawn. And he took the stone that he'd, rested his head and he set it up he set it upright as a memorial pillar then he poured olive oil over it and he named that place Bethel which means house of God although it was previously called Luz <clears throat> I want us just to consider for a moment how awesome is this place the house of God Bethel was Jacob's awakened moment. And 
And we're just going to look at a few things. Jacob poured oil over the rock. He set it up as a memorial pillar so that he would remember the place. So he, he poured oil over the rock as a sign of sacrifice, of anointing, and of obedience to what God had just shown him. And I want to tell you something. We need to start having some sacrificial moments in our life, these special moments, these points where God redirects us, God speaks to us, God empowers us. And, and I, I believe there are seasons in our life, and I know seasons come and go, but I would love for people to say, I had a season in Port Lincoln. I had a season where I came into the presence of God at One Heart Church, and it's almost like it's not a memorial to, to, to us or to anything, but you say it's like a memorial stone in my life where God spoke to me, God redefined me, and God directed me for my future. And, and there's like a, an, an oil stain on that stone that you can never forget. Does that make sense to you today? How awesome is this place, the house of God? In our case, it's the Holy Spirit that God will pour onto each of us at the point of our dawn awakenings. You know, sometimes we read the Bible and we think, okay, well, well Jacob poured the oil on the stone. You know something, what I want to bring to you is what God wants to do for you is he, he wants to <clears throat> set up points in your life and he wants to pour oil of the Holy Ghost all over your life, all over you as a special points in your life where you say, God, that's where you got hold of me. That's where you changed me. How awesome is this place? So there is nothing more I want to see in this place than it, than it be Bethel to people, a house of an awakening, a house of encounters with Jesus. So that comes down to being in the presence of God. When we come together, we're not just saying, oh, we, we go, to, go to church and we just have a service. I, I, I pray and believe that, that often you come into the house of God and just sense the presence. You just sense the, the quietness of God. Maybe sense the joy of God. Maybe burst out and just want to do a David and dance around in your underpants. That could get us into, into trouble, but just don't do it into the camera where that can see you. <clears throat> Maybe don't go that far. But, <clears throat> but I really hope that, that we see the freedom that comes from encounters with Jesus in our lives. Then it goes in, in verse 20. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God, and I'll present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. There's so much stuff in that scripture. We haven't got time to go right through all that today. But Bethel, the house of God. I just want to want to point out something that we can tell those who've, who have never had a Bethel encounter with Jesus because they have a focus on what doesn't matter. Those who, who are in fellowship, those who are in the house of God, people who turn up at church every week, who've never had a Bethel encounter with Jesus, are focused on everything that just doesn't matter. And they'll be awkward to work with, awkward to talk to, 
Don't grasp the principles of what God wants to do in their life because they're focused on peripheral issues that don't matter. And we don't want to be a church full of those who have never encountered anything. And, and what's worse is they won't position themselves to receive. I want to encourage you. I'm, I'm so glad that you're here because <clears throat> it's telling me that you are positioning yourself to receive something from God. You're positioning yourself for the anointing to touch you. You're positioning yourself for the Word to cleanse you. You're positioning yourself for the Holy Spirit to get in you. It's a powerful place to be. Awakening encounters are the best vaccine against religious thinking. So we don't want to be religious. We don't want to be those who say, well, my, my duty, and so I have a, a sense of family duty or whatever. I turn up at this place, but I don't encounter Jesus. <clears throat> you know, if I never encountered Jesus in church, I would never go to church. I wouldn't waste my time. I, I, I could find other things to do. But what brings me back over and over and over again is the presence of Jesus and the sense of how awesome is this place. God is speaking to me. And I can, I can tell you, it's not the venue because God has spoken to me when church was in a scout hall. God has shown up to me when, when church was in an RSL hall that stunk like stale beer and cigarettes. God has, God has shown up and spoke to me when church was a cinema. God has turned up and spoke to me where the, the people of God have gathered. That's the point. It's not the place, it's the power of God when His presence is among His people. I hope I'm encouraging you. I just want something to get on you today. See, prayer is always, my prayer is always that the church be a place of encounters with the Holy Spirit that change, that changes the direction of our life. When Jacob poured oil on the rock, he dedicated that place to an experience that changed his life. But you know something? He didn't stay there. He continued the journey with God. So we, we don't want to be the, the, the person that says, you know, the, the, the thing is that <clears throat> I'm loyal to this, the, to this time in my life. And, and God's saying, yeah, that was good. Pour the oil on the rock so you don't forget. Now get moving. Now follow me. Because it's never about the, the moment. It's about the, it's about the journey. God has a great journey for our future, not to have us camped around the rock. I think of the story when Jesus was transfigured and he glowed with, with glory and Peter blurts out, Jesus, this is awesome. Shall we build a tabernacle here? He's saying, let's camp here. Let's stay right here. Let's stay in this moment. <clears throat> it's never about that. It's about you get, you get blessed in the moment. You get, you get the touch of God because he wants to continue a journey with you. Jesus is looking for a sign of obedience in those times. We're not talking about obedience for our salvation, but about, a, about discipleship obedience. To pour, God wants to pour over us the oil of his promises. 
God wants to pour over your life the oil of His promises. He wants to put more into us than, than we could ever imagine. So the Holy Spirit has indeed been poured upon us. What we do is we need to, we need to do the dawn of the awakening and say, Jesus, I see what you've done. He's looking for something when you have encountered the Holy Spirit. Something is going to be different in you. So, so some examples, and I'll just ask the musicians to join me. Moses at the burning bush. He has an encounter moment. He has a dawn moment where God you know, shows up. God says, take off your shoes. So what Moses had to do was take off his shoes in the presence. <clears throat> we think of Peter in the cell. And an angel turns up, the chains fall off his wrists. And, and, and the angel says, get dressed, put on your coat. We're out of here. Peter had to get dressed, put on his coat and get out and start walking. It's never about the moment of encounter that, that God is interested in. He's in, interested in taking us on a journey because He wants to take us out of here. Now, in a very personal way, Jesus is asking, can I pour over you in this dawn season? Are you in this dawn season? He's speaking to us today saying, I don't want you to miss the season, the dawn in which we are in right now. Because what Jesus is looking for is these th things that are voluntary, we give Him voluntarily. Say unsupervised acts of devotion that symbolize whatever you have belongs to the Lord. Now that's the thing with God. He leaves us in this world practically unsupervised, but He's watching our reactions. He's watching our, our, uh, our motivations and things as well. So we're in a place where God is bringing us into relationship with new doors. It's among the church, a maturing in relationships, a maturing in friendships, a, a maybe a, a stronger level of, of how we relate to each other in a, in a more biblical context. <clears throat> I believe we're in, for many people, there's going to be a new dawn at work. And maybe God's going to be taking you out of where you are to somewhere new. And maybe you found your identity in that place thinking, but this is who I am. This is the only thing I know. God's maybe going to shake some things up and He's going to say, I'm going to reposition some things in your life so that you have a new dawn. Never get worried about where your provision is going to come from when your provision is Jesus. Never worry about where your provision is going to come from when your provision is Jesus. He's going to give us a new dawn in our occupations. And a really important one today is he wants to pour out upon us ministry new dawn. Can we just stand to our feet today, please? <clears throat> Wherever you're at, it's a new dawn for you. I just mentioned some of those things that I really sense and believe. There's a new dawn awakening in our experience. It's going to happen to us as individuals. It's going to happen to us as a as a church, as a fellowship of believers. 
and it's going to start right here tonight. If you're watching on the live stream, I pray that it will happen right wherever you are, in your home, in your lounge room, wherever it is. The Holy Spirit is going to just begin to stir a power. He's going to flow upon you. He's going to bring things to your attention right now as you're waiting in the presence of God. And He's going to touch you and allow you to see a new dawn arising in your circumstance. One of the main things that holds us back from receiving the new things from God is loyalty to something from the past that God is moving you away from. The religious leaders missed Jesus because they were loyal to the past and not the promise. And what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to pray for one another. We're going to believe for a new dawn to arise. We can live in the dark forever if we want. We can live in the nighttime just dreaming of what God said. But sooner or later, God wants to shine the light, bring us to a dawn, awaken moment. And so I'm going to do the things that I said I'm going to do. something and then I'll come back in a moment 